All right, I don't know what happened with this episode. There's um, there's some bad audio. It started humming for some reason on the playback, and I don't know how to make it go away, but I don't have time to re-record it, so sorry about that. So it kind of cuts in and out. i got to figure out where it's coming from for the next episode. So I'll try to get that worked out the next time I release the next one. So, all right, here we go. Here's the show. Sorry about the bad audio. All right, welcome to the 19th of January, 2021. It's almost hard to say 2021. A lot going on. We got the uh, inauguration coming up on the 20th. And, uh, you know, things are going a little nutty. So hopefully we'll just get through that and be done with it. And, you know, if we don't like what happens, then in four years from now, we'll vote again and do something else. On a more personal note, you'll see the photo in the show notes. I'll talk about that later at the end of the show. We'll put a little song up in tribute to that, to what we're going to talk about. But other than that, it was a pretty good week for me last week. Went to uh, Jacksonville, Florida from Chicago. It was a nice straight shot. Uh, right back to Chicago. Then I went to Phoenix, Arizona. Well, Goodyear, Arizona. Sorry, Goodyear, Arizona. It's right by Phoenix. And then from Goodyear, I went back to Chicago and uh, had a great week. I really can't complain. There's a lot of good miles and, you know. Not too much bad weather. A little bit here and there, a little bit of snow at the end. But, you know, it was a little annoying at the end, to be honest with you. But it wasn't too bad. You know, it certainly was uh, doable. You know, it wasn't something that uh, I couldn't handle. So, that being said, uh, not too much else going on. Just getting ready to try to figure myself out here. Move around in my chair a little bit. Anyway, uh no, not too much going on. Things are pretty quiet other than the election. I think that's all everybody cares about getting through this process. So, that being said, I guess let's get on with the news. All right, here's Jeremiah. Hold on. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list. Sharing stories of the road right here on his station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish right here. Yeah, we're starting off with a winner today. All right, here's the deal. Over on the Peace Bridge, you know, near you know Buffalo, New York. We're going to talk about Buffalo later. Anyway, over there by the Peace Bridge on January 10th, a driver got pulled in. They found 1,139 vacuum-sealed bags weighing at more than 1,200 pounds of marijuana. Inside, uh, authorities, you know, they did an inspection and they discovered 30 duffel bags filled with this stuff. And, uh, you know, you know, everybody's got their excuses. Uh, when questioned about the bags, driver, Yao Lu, I'm probably not saying that right, but uh, he claimed it was his friend's belongings and he was taking them to Buffalo to New York. Well, you know what? I don't think that's going to fly, man. You might want to work on that one. You know, that, that excuse wouldn't even work for my parents. 
Oh, God. All right, let's get moving on. Wow, this one's just really insane. I don't even know how to... The photo of this woman, she does not look happy. She just... I can't describe it. Anyway, um, woman got $7,500 bail for throwing a rock into traffic. I guess what happened was... Uh, this is just insane. Uh, according to KJ News Radio, 28-year-old Ashley Baskill walked on into traffic at the 1100 block of Garden Boulevard, Garden Valley Boulevard. It was almost struck by a car, prompting onlookers to call 911. While standing in traffic, Baskill picked up a rock and threw it at the passing mo- tractor trailer, shattering the windshield. No injuries were reported, so they took her off to jail, uh, charged her with first-degree criminal mischief and second-degree counts of disorderly conduct. And criminal trespass. Her bail is set at seventy-two thousand five hundred. Why would you do that? Why would you walk into traffic? I suspect she probably was on some drugs or something, or maybe she was upset. I don't know. Uh, these days, who knows what's going on with people? All right, let's get moving on. All right, it looks like uh, we've talked about this before. The former Flying J executives accused of duping truckers, you know, with that fuel de- rebate scam, to be released from house arrest. I'm sure that you know their house arrest and your house arrest would be completely different. Your house arrest is, I have a bathroom, a kitchen, and a small, tiny yard. Their house arrest would be my mansion. You know, you know that kind of thing. I don't, I don't know where they live. I just assume it's something like that. So apparently what happened was they were found guilty. And, you know, they got all these fines and all this and other nonsense. And, you know, there's a lot. You can look into it. Just Google the Flying J's hassle or fuel bay card. It's a lot of details. Anyway, what happened was... In one of their uh, board meetings, I guess it was one of their board meetings, they you know, they, they said a bunch of racist shit. And because they said a bunch of racist shit and they allowed it in the first court hearing, they said that it wasn't right that that people might think that they're not good people or something because they played a bunch of, they said a bunch of racist shit. Well, if they had no problem saying a bunch of racist shit, then why would the court have a problem? You know, why would the court say that they that was not right to include that in the trial? So basically... Because they got a bunch of racist shit, they they're gonna they're gonna get a new you know, new trial. When did, when did being a racist piece of shit, you know, be, is when did when did that ever work out for anybody? Apparently, for these clowns, it did. So I don't know. It's <laughs> I don't get it. I just don't get it. Well, you know, thank goodness they're still not they're not in charge of the company anymore. That's all I can say. But there's a lot more to this. Just look up Pilot Flying J uh, fuel tax rebate scheme scam, and you know, it just it's just unbelievable. All right, let's get moving on. All right, if you have problems seeing out of one eye, it looks like the FMCSA uh, is planning to make it easier for truck drivers with vision loss of one eye to operate. Of course, this is you know still in the you know opening stages of whatever, and you still have to in your good eye, you still have to have twenty forty vision, but and that's with or without corrective lenses and a field of vision of at least seventy degrees in the horizontal medium. The ability to recognize colors of traffic signals and devices showing standard red, green, and amber. Stability of the vision deficiency and sufficient time to adapt to and compensate for the change in vision. The agency believes that those who can make these standards could would would not create an increased risk to others. So if you have problems seeing in a one eye, uh, you may not have any issues getting your license. So if you have those kind of issues, uh, look into it. FMCSA uh, vision rules changes. Look it up. Now, keep in mind, these aren't going to happen for a while. So, you know, it's just something they're floating around out there. Let's get moving on. All right, if you're going to go up in uh, Oregon, 
I'm going to be up on 84. Looks like this is going to be pretty serious here for a while. They got uh, they had a landslide over there at Troutdale. Troutdale, Oregon, on I-84. Troutdale's where all, uh, it's at exit 17. It's where the, let me see, what's at exit 17? There's a, a TA truck stop there. There's a Loves there. There's a few other things there. Um, I think there's a Walmart there, too, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember if there's a Walmart there, but I do remember that there's a, you know, there's a Loves there. And, you know, you get off. And it, it's that one when you're going westbound, you have to get off, and then you go past it, then you have to go around and make like a u-turn and then come back and then when you leave you have to go you have to go east and then you know do the whole thing all over again it's not a big deal but anyway they had a major a major land major i said major a major landslide as far as oregon transportation vehicles to close part of 84 near dots and until further notice it's exit 17. early wednesday morning the oregon department of transportation announced that eastbound 84 is closed at the Troutdale exit 17 until further notice following a landslide that left 10 feet of debris in some areas. Westbound 84 remains open. The Multnomah County officials also confirmed that the eastbound lanes of 84 between Troutdale and milepost 36 and Northeast Frontage Road remain closed indefinitely. Evacuation orders are in place for the city of Dotson due to the landslide. So, The Multnomah, you know, I never could say this right. I've been out there for years. The Multnomah County, I'm not saying it right. I know that, so just deal with it. County Sheriff's Office says that one person is unaccounted for following a landslide. Police believe that the person's vehicle is swept away by the landslide, and active landslides are making it too dangerous to do a physical search. Well, you know, I'm looking at the photos, and it doesn't really show you very well. and It doesn't show. I would never know it's that area right there where the truck stops are if it, by this photo. So if you're in that area, just, you know, avoid it. It doesn't say if those truck stops are open or not. I tend to doubt they are. But it said the eastbound side was closed. And if the eastbound side's closed, you're probably not going to be able to get there. So if you're thinking about fueling a trout tail, call ahead and see if they're actually open or not. I kind of have my doubts on that. And there's a way around it. I just can't think of the, I can't think of the route offhand. So just look at the map and you'll figure it out. All right, 84 closed down a trout tail, exit 17. Wonderful. It seems like that that uh, that area got hit pretty hard in the last couple of years. You know, they had that train fire, then they had the fires, and now they have this, and it's just like one thing after another. All right, let's get moving on. Well, it looks like the uh, U.S. Department of Transportation said DOT has increased fines across the board for violating regulations. Uh, pretty much everything's gone up as far as you know things they can give you a fine for. The big one is the drug and alcohol clearing. Uh, thing anyone or you know any you know medical review officer service agent or employee or company that violates uh, provisions of 49 CFR part 382 subpart G I love how they do these things is subject to a civil penalty not to exceed $5,833 and you know some of the other stuff went up too you know like out of service order requiring a permitting operation of CMV by driver previous fine 18943 New fine, 19277 So if you're interested in that, just Google, um, you know, new trucking DOT fines or something. You know, I'm sure you'll find it. You know, or, or just try to stay legal. <laughs> All right, let's get moving on. All right, here's one. We've had one of these before. Last time I was a cat. I never did find out if the guy found his cat. I hope he did. Uh, anyway, it's, a, it's an accident happened January 13th along Highway 84 near Stanley, Louisiana. All right, and the guy lost his pit bull, all right? Uh, 
Now, the dog escaped the wreck unharmed near uh, Natural Gas Road. All right. Well, while the driver was being transported to a hospital for moderate injuries, animal services tracked the dog, a white female pit bull, for five miles, but was unable to catch her. The dog's owner said she is trained to be a protection animal. What does that mean? Like a door dog? Anyway, the, the dog is certainly traumatized in unfamiliar territory, Parish Animal Services wrote in a social media post. She's definitely his baby. The dog last seen near the utility lines west of Highway State Highway 191 and Highway 84 near Logansport. The Soto Animal Services is asking for help. Hunters and property owners in the area with game cameras, as well as anyone with a drone willing to help search the area from the air. If you have any information on the dog or its whereabouts, please call 318-871-2900. That's 318-871-2900. Now, it doesn't say how bad this guy got in Iraq, but he got into an accident. And then he lost his dog, too. And it's like, talk about adding insult to injury. So, now let's just hope he gets his dog back. You know, I think that would be pretty cool. All right, let's get moving on. Well, it looks like North Dakota may be going up to 80 miles per hour, but they're still debating it, so it's going to be uh, portions of I-29 and I-94, and when it happens, it'll happen overnight, so, I don't know, 80. I guess it's good. I don't know, 75 is just fine for me. All right, so if you're going up there and you can do 80, well, maybe you'll be able to do 80 pretty soon legally. All right, let's get moving on. All right, there we go. Um... PBS just put out this thing. We talked about this last week. PBS just put out this thing. It's the it's the uh, PBS American Portrait series. Now, I watched the first episode last week. I didn't get a chance to follow up and watch the second episode. And this this next episode is about truck drivers. And it's a female team. And from, you know, from what I've seen, I haven't seen the whole thing yet. But, uh, you know, they're holding their own. You know, they're doing the team operation the way you should do it. Uh, nice, good 12-hour shifts. Uh you know, they're hammering down. Uh, they're not flinching from any work. Uh, hey, male, female, it doesn't matter. They're doing the job. I'm down with that. And I'm impressed. It's uh, They look like a good team operation. Truck looks nice and clean. Uh, drivers, they got their system set up. It's, you know, I've, I've known lots of men that couldn't handle our own team. So, you know, there's the issues of being away from home and all that. But we all have that, don't we? So we just have to deal with it. So, you know, you never, you know, it's like, how was your time off? And I just think to myself, it's never long enough. It's never long enough. So anyway, uh, check out this PBS series, American Portrait. I think it's worth watching. Uh, the first episode was about some, you know, a bunch of different guys and people. And it's American people following American Dream, you know, doing their thing. And one guy, you know, was Alaskan bush pilot and he was flying around. And, you know, it was centered around him, that episode. And there was a bunch of other people. And there was a young woman, um... I'm not sure where she was from, but she was like Middle Eastern or something. She was studying for MCATs. That's a medical board, becoming a doctor. And she was, you know, she was telling us in the episode how hard it was and that, and you know, all that good stuff. And it was just like, well, you know, I mean, I knew it was hard, but I never got to see it face up. And so I, I hope she gets her, uh, you know, I hope she gets her medical license and she becomes a doctor because she looked pretty determined. Anyway. That's what I think the American dream is. It's uh, This thing is basically the American dream. What is the American dream to you is what the question was. And for me, the American dream is, well, just being able to go out and explore and figure out what you want to do. 
and don't hurt anybody else. I'm not sure a lot of people are following the American dream right now, but yeah, we'll get back there. We'll get back there. We're a work in progress. So, all right, let's get moving on. All right, we got another one of those, you know, five riskiest roads things. And uh, I'll go down the list. I don't know if I always agree with these. But anyway, Allentown, Pennsylvania is number one. Interstate 78, east of west, uh, Emmons Avenue. I'm not so sure about that. Uh, Lambsburg, Virginia, Interstate 77, near Old Piper's Gap Road. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Albuquerque, New Mexico, Interstate 40, near Coyote Springs Road. No, I don't really. There's nothing really going on there. It's not a big deal. Durham, North Carolina, Interstate 85, near University Station Road. I haven't been down there a long time, so I can't say. And then Lebanon, New Jersey. Interstate 78 near Cokesbury Road. I haven't been there in a long time either. So those are the five riskiest roads by this uh, LYTX State of the Data Report. So I'm not so sure about that. If I had to go with one of the riskiest roads in America, I would have to go. Let's see, who would I go with? I'd go with Six over there in Utah because between 70 and the 15, when you're on US 6, there is nothing, no cell service, no nothing. And, you know, I would, it's pretty curvy. It could be quite dangerous during the winter. Now, the five riskiest states for drivers, they say California is one. Well, it's huge. Of course, you can have a lot of accidents. Washington State, Texas, Oregon, and Georgia. Eh, I don't know about that. And then, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just another one of these reports. These uh, five riskiest, most dangerous, those kind of things, they come out just like, it's like, uh, you know, they come out with, uh, you know, th this company got this award from this other company. They, they, those awards don't mean nothing. They get, they all give each other pats on the back and tell you how great they are. So it's like, <laughs> what's the point? They don't mean anything. It's ridiculous. All right, let's get moving on. Well, here's one that's a little bizarre. Now, as drivers, we all load up, you know, I load up my cooler, you know, so I got some neat. So I don't have to pay these high prices when I go to these truck stops. Then I want to eat burgers every day. So I take my own food with me. You know, I got a cooler in the truck. You know, it's a, got a microwave. It's not in the truck right now, but usually I have a microwave in there. It's in a sleeper. That's why I never use it. I use this little thing called a Hot Logic. It's, a, it's in the show notes. There's a link to it. If you use the, there's a coupon code there. To, uh, use the, it's the Kingfish or something like that. Whatever it says in the show notes, and you get a discount off this thing. But I actually do use it. Yeah, I use this thing quite often. It's great because, you know, the microwave's in the sleeper, and I don't want to go back there when my co-driver's back there. But anyway, but if you're in the UK, <laughs> I'm getting off topic here. But if you're in the UK and you're going, you know, if you're leaving the UK and you're going to Holland, right? Dutch. Dutch officials are taking away your food. Okay. Because they can't have those things crossing the line. It's something to do with contamination or I don't know exactly what it is. But it says here, guidance from the Department of Environmental Food and Rural Affairs states from 1 January 2021 will not be able to bring POAO products of an animal origin. That's POAO, products of an animal origin, such as those containing meat or dairy, a ham sandwich into the EU the European Union. So if you're going from the UK into the European Union, well, pretty much everything you have in your, you know, in your cooler, well, you might as well just toss that shit out because they're not going to let you in with it. They're going to confiscate it, I guess. And uh, it says here, 
It is known, for example, that dangerous pathogens that cause animal diseases such as foot and mouth disease and classical swine fever, swine, I said swine, uh, uh, swine, is it swine? Fever can reside in meat, milk, or their products. Therefore, pathogens could be introduced into the EU if persons' goods containing meat, milk, or their products are sent by post or carried in the baggage of travels arriving from countries outside the EU. Which, you know, they used to be in the EU. I guess uh, now they're not. It says here, Dutch officials also posted pictures of other foods that had been confiscated, including breakfast cereals and oranges. Adding, since January 1st, you can't bring more, more food from the UK. So basically, you're going from the UK to the EU. Uh, empty out your cooler because you're not taking any of it. Uh, after the agreement of the Brexit deal between the UK and EU, following 11 months of negotiation, major changes have been introduced for UK businesses, including changes to freedom of movement and new regulations applying to the import and export of goods. So there goes that. And you're going to be doing that more. And then uh, <laughs> I guess... Footage shown on Dutch TV shows custom officials confiscating the food from bemused drivers as they were told they can no longer bring certain foods to Europe, like meat, fruit, vegetables, fish, that kind of stuff, following the end of the transition period between the UK and the EU on New Year's Day. One of the startled drivers is shown asking if he can at least take the bread after the ham had been seized. So the driver's saying, hey, you took my, you took my, you know, can I just give you the ham and keep the bread? I'm hungry, man. You know, they're, they're, they had those big lines, too. They said, no, everything will be confiscated. Welcome to Brexit, sir. I'm sorry. Wow. This is going to be a nightmare. You know, it's like every time you turn around, there's just one more thing that these guys got to deal with for Brexit. Ugh, unbelievable. So if you're if you're going to the UK and you're going into the EU, European Union, don't make a sandwich for the trip. They're going to steal it from you. And, then, you know, there's probably all these Dutch guys in their break room at the, at the border eating sandwiches going, hey, look at all these British sandwiches we got. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. They probably don't do that, but it just seems kind of funny. All right, let's get moving on. All right. Yeah, this is on a more serious note here. Uh, it looks like Swift is unveiling. Usually I don't say anything good about Swift, but they're digging a, a tractor trailer with, uh, you know, the uh, uh, truckers against trafficking logo on the side of it and it's pretty well decked out and you know we think that uh you know it says everyday heroes on the side and it's got the numbers for the you know to call if if anything happens and it's all about tr uh truckers against trafficking we think that's a big deal we think that uh doing that kind of stuff is just something that you know it's just evil so you know don't don't get involved with that you know that's just evil okay straight out it's freaking evil all right, the human trafficking is just downright evil. All right, so don't do it. I know people will, I don't know, I don't get it, but just don't oppress people. It's like one of the most evil things you can do, okay? All right, that's the end of this news. Some horrific stuff. Now let's talk about something more personal. All right, this is a rough week for a friend of mine. You know, I never met his dad. But he was in his late 90s. And he was a boat builder. He's the kind of artist that, yeah, these are the kind of crafts that people just don't do anymore. And you know my friend, Doug. Doug was a co driver for years. He just filled in recently for me and helped me out when Rob got hurt. 
when we got hit by that drunk driver. And you know, hopefully Rob will be back. You know, I'm running with Grant. Grant's he's a new driver, but he's pretty good. He's from Jamaica, so he's not used to the American roads, and he's a little weak on the American slang. But that being said, he's a good driver. I can sleep while he's driving. I don't have a problem with that. But hopefully Rob will come back soon, and uh, everything will be fine. But So anyway, I never got to meet Doug's dad, but knowing Doug and the way he talks about his dad and the way he looks up to him, I'd have to say he's probably a pretty phenomenal guy. A couple of years back, Doug's dad is up, he's in Buffalo, he's from Tonkawanka or something, I can't pronounce the name of the town in New York. Anyway, they're all from up there, they're boat people, his grandfather built boats, his father built boats, they all built boats, that's their thing. They're all craftsmen, they're all wood guys, Doug does a lot of things with wood, it's amazing. So, he passed away this week, Doug's dad did. You know, you know, he was close with his dad. Doug does a lot of woodwork. Whenever I have anything done, built in wood, I always go to Doug. He always helps me out. And he just does, you know, he's just, everything he builds is solid. And everything his dad built was solid. Stuff his dad built, you know, 50, 60 years ago, still floating on the water. It's pretty amazing. Beautiful stuff. Just these beautiful small boats. You know, I can't get into detail on the brands or anything like that. I don't know any of that stuff. But just amazing stuff. And knowing the way that the son is, Doug, I just have to think that the father was just that amazing too. Because Doug is somebody that, well, well, Rob will tell you. Rob and myself, Rob's my current co-driver who got hit by the drunk driver. Rob is, uh, and myself both, you know, look up to Doug. He's an older guy, quite a significantly much, much older than we are. And he's much, much older than we are. And he's someone that we look up to. And, you know, he's just, he lives through example. He, he's very active in what he believes in. Uh, he's very dedicated to his family. His, uh, you know, he talks about his wife all the time, how much he loves her. Uh, you know, he married a younger woman. And, uh, you know, he's just, uh, well, not, you know, not crazy younger, but younger than him. Everybody's younger than Doug. But, you know, he just, you know, so it's a weird week for him, I bet. And a few years back, his dad, they did a big article. He belonged to some boat building society or something. And, uh, you know, they built wooden boats in this old foundry. And this young man brought a boat in and started working on it. And everybody kept telling him, no, it's not going to work. Scrap it. And Big Jim walked over and said, yeah, we can do it. And he started working with his kid. Big Jim was in his 90s. You know, he was in his mid-90s. And, he, and, he, and he's helping this kid rebuild this boat for the first time. I guess he recognized that this kid wanted to do this boat. And... And he was committed to it, and Big Jim was like, well, nobody else is doing this, let's do it. And so they were working on that boat. I should see if I can get that guy on here and we'll talk and see how far along they got. I thought it was a really cool project. The story was amazing. So that's the kind of story, that's the kind of guy Big Jim was. I'm going to see if I can put his photo in the show notes. Yeah, and uh, I almost feel like I, I know him. I never, I never met him. But I feel like I did, because 
you know, I heard Doug talk about him all the time. I heard Doug talk to him all the time, and it's just, you know, Doug's, you know, they're water people. Their their life is on the water. Their life is boats. So it's, you know, when I play the song after this, I'll try to find something that has something to do with the water. But I don't know. But I guess you know, if you want to go with legacy, you know, Big Jim left. Uh, yeah, he was an artist, a woodworker, and his art was building boats, which is just something nobody does anymore. And he left that behind, and he and he trained that kid. You know, I don't know how much he trained him, but he worked with him. I'm sure, he learned. In the article that I read with that kid, I can't remember his name. He said, "Not only am I learning how to build boats, but Big Jim has taught me how to be a better person." Wow. You know what? What more? could you ask for in your legacy than something like that that somebody that you were taught how to be a better person and you know like i said knowing how doug is it's not surprising you know i'm not surprised by it at all and uh this family doug's family is going to be hit hard this week so we send out our thoughts and prayers not the fake ones the politicians send out when they when they want you to shut up and don't wait to bitch at them for shit they didn't do. I'm talking real thoughts and real prayers and real deep sympathy and, you know, hey, we hope everything's all right because there's a big difference. Real thoughts and prayers. All right? And that's, that's where I'm going with this. It's just like 2020, 2020 was pretty rough. 2021 is starting off to be a little rough too. We got the inauguration and all this craziness, and now Big Jim's gone, and, you know, and he was a mentor in his community, and, you know, I don't know. Hopefully 2021 will get better, because we're rock bottom right now. Oh, and the uh, the big yacht club that uh, Big Jim belonged to, uh, just within the last couple of years, they gave him a lifetime membership, you know, for, you know, being a member forever. He was a member forever, and... Uh, of course, they really went out on the limb giving a you know mid nineties, mid ninety year old man a lifetime membership. You know, why didn't they give him that like thirty years ago or ten years ago? I thought that was kind of funny. You know, way to go, guys! Way to go out on a limb. But I think that was their way of you know saying, hey, you know, look at this guy. He's an active member. He's he's the real deal. You know, he's not doing the boat thing because he's showing off to somebody. He's doing the boat thing because he loves the water. And he loves to build these boats. And he loves to feel the wood in his hand. And he loves to just, you know, just create. And I imagine when he saw that kid wanting to rebuild that boat, he saw something in himself. And he said, you know, he, I, I can leave a part of myself with this kid, this young kid, who wants to learn how to build these boats. And I think that's part of it. I think that's... Yeah, I think that's, you know, that's Doug and his family right there. That's the type of people they are. Uh, except for the ones that are crazy Republicans, and everybody has those. They're like your crazy uncle that comes over on uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, those are the ones that are extremely hard to talk to. But for the most part, I think they're down-to-earth people. And I assume that most of them are probably more like Doug than not. And Doug's known his wife since he was... Basically his whole life. His whole life he's known her. They were neighbors. 
and that's amazing. And I just think that's, you know, Doug told me the story about how he's been in love with his wife his whole life, and, and uh, you know, how they drifted apart and came back together, and that was the best thing that ever happened to him. And, you know, it was just a really touching story, you know, just really touching. And it was an amazing story, and I, and I just thought, wow, you know, if anybody deserves that kind of happiness, it's this guy. So, anyway, that's what we're, you know, that's what's going on this week, kind of more personal note. All right, you know, I got to go pack up and get ready for work. We're going to Florida, Chicago, Phoenix, and then back to Chicago. Hopefully the weather will be nice. It's pretty cold outside. I hope it stays warm where you're at. I hope you don't have to chain up or anything like that. And if you're somewhere else in the world, if you're in the UK and you're going into the UE or the EU, I hope they don't steal your sandwiches. Because that would be tragic. <laughs> steal your sandwiches. I still can't get over that one. So, all right. Anyway, you know, stay out of trouble. All right? Stay out of trouble, drivers. All right. I'll talk to you later, and I'll see you next week. And um, we might be on TNC Radio here pretty soon. Might be doing an interview there, which is haven't scheduled it yet. Uh, it's an internet radio station out of Houston. Just haven't had a chance to check it out. Things have been real hectic with winter and driving, and I'm still reading that book. And, uh, you know, Trucker's Tales, and we'll be talking about that pretty soon, hopefully. Uh, I've just been really slow reading this year, so just a lot going on. All right. I'll talk to y'all later. Peace out. So come a little